0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's Lawrence Jackson Jr., aka the Fantasy Football Lord. You're now tuned into the Lord Don't Lose podcast. That's hard work. That's hard work. That's hard work. Yeah. That's hard work. That's hard work. That's hard work. Yeah. That's hard work. That's hard work. Mama, I hope this helps. I'm just praying on my work. Good morning. Good day. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever time you're listening to this here podcast, what it do, baby? It's so Lord back at you again here on the Lord Don't Lose Podcast. We got a few things to get into today. Some fun things to get into. Uh, we'll talk about these ugly running back by committees that we got going on across the league. We'll talk about a guy who I think just might be very close to becoming the best wide receiver in the game. Uh, I have some very, very important fantasy advice for you guys to, uh, handle your leagues the rest of the way throughout, and then we'll discuss real quick, who is the best number 13 playing football right now, all right, a lot of, a lot of crazy stuff, and of course I always get into your, get into the, uh, waiver wire pickups for, for week nine, but, um, crazy week as always man really uh we we, we saw a, a true football stud and obviously fantasy stud george Kittle go out he'll be out for the rest of the season probably we eight weeks which is no good it's unfortunate for him and his squad we wish that man a speedy recovery in and, and anybody else who was uh hurt during this past week uh I saw something during the Bears game, right? I seen something during the Bears game in the the Bears and the Saints game that I'm still as of today. I I I don't know what the hell was going on with that, man. Uh Javon Williams, wide receiver from from the Chicago Bears went and punched the face mass of Saints safety Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Now I know Chauncey Gardner he would instigate, right? <laughs> but you y- you don't it, and it's like, you keep saying this for years. Don't punch a dude with a helmet on. But he dumbass just keep on doing it. So he put, he punches Char, uh, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson in the face, man. The first time, he look at him like, how you doing, bro? Like, you, you silly. So then Javon Williams is like, oh, I ain't get him good enough. I look stupid. Let me do it again. So he get ejected. Now he suspended two games. He lucky he's still on the team as we speak, but that's just some things that uh that that went on during this crazy uh week eight. But uh <laughs> we we're, we're gonna get into we're gonna get into uh what I just talked about. So the first thing we're gonna tackle is uh All of these running back by committees and how you should handle them going forward on your fantasy teams. Running back by committee, a term we hate to hear for guys that we have on our fantasy football teams. It always been that way. You just love to have that bell cow, that guy who getting all the touches. Um, There's a lot of that going on in the league right now. Very few guys is carrying the loads for their team as far as rushing and receiving up out the backfield. Um, I'm not even going to waste my time on the Patriots backfield because the offense isn't very good right now. Damien Harris does look pretty good right now, but um, they've always been unpredictable. Uh, Moving on to the Buffalo Bills uh, backfield. Now, we saw Zach Moss finally have his coming out party. uh, 14 carries, 80-something yards, and two touchdowns. Now... and, and and now you now you say to yourself, well, this, this might be the guy right here. They got to be the guy now, right? Well, Devin Singletary also had fourteen carries for eighty some yards. He just didn't get you the two touchdowns, which which gave you gave you the twelve points. Had Singletary given you the two touchdowns, right? It had been flip flop, right? So now it does look like at certain times. At certain parts of the field, like in the red area, which is where you want your running backs to be in, it does uh, look like they prefer Zach Moss in the red area of the football field. At the end of the day, I think it just had to do with game flow, you know what I'm saying? Um, And he's a a little stronger than Singletary, he's a little more of a bruiser, a little stocky, big stocky dude, you know what I'm saying? Weather was bad, so they kind of... They kind of would just rolling him through there like a little bowling ball. Not to say that he don't got moves and he got cuts because he does. But um I, I think the, the the way the game was flowing, just how it was going, it was at, it was a Zach Moss day. You feel me? But but then you realize like, hey, Devin Singletary was equally effective running the ball. So while I would pick up Zach Moss on waivers, obviously, because he's the running back that's more. He's the running backs that's available right now. Devin Singletary is mostly uh gobbled up by this point. Um, don't expect to, to 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 see Zach Moss's carries double. You know what I'm saying? Like we just saw Dalvin Cook get thirty carries. That's a workhorse running back. Devin Singletary and Zap Moss will have to coexist. You'll have to play it by the matchup. Uh, Another uh, backfield, much of the same, the Baltimore Ravens. Mark Ingram missed this week with with an ankle injury. Um, So we saw J.K. Dobbins kind of have his coming out part. Now, we saw him score two rushing touchdowns in week one, but that was only on... 22 yards and seven carries this game he had he didn't get in the end zone but he had 15 carries for 113 yards uh which was great now I saw a lot of people was saying he ran great why isn't he the 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 main guy the workhorse guy uh well I can answer that question as easy as this for one they love Gus Edwards and they have every reason to. Why? Because he was also effective in the run game. 16 carries for 87 yards against that Steelers defense and the touchdown. Uh he he's he's a one cut get down the line and he ain't playing when he get that ball. Also, the Ravens run the ball way too much to ever have a true workhorse running back, not to mention your quarterbacks. Eating out of your running touches, so I can't see it as long as Lamar Jackson is the quarterback you i i I don't think you'll ever see a guy for Baltimore getting twenty eight carries or 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 something like that. You know what I'm saying, so that's another committee you're just gonna have to roll with it um It's easier to deal with if Mark Ingram's out of the picture when he's in that's the last guy I'm starting, okay so uh just think about that moving forward, it is a committee, the Colts, this one is probably the one that we most annoyed by, in, in the fantasy football community, because this week, versus the Lions, it was a perfect setup for Jonathan Taylor to just go off, you know what I'm saying, he was about to go off, well, the Colts running back did go off, it just wasn't Jonathan Taylor, in fact, it was two running backs that went off and went down one of them, Jonathan Taylor. Jordan Wilkins, Naeem Hines, both over 20 points. And Jonathan Taylor giving us that, just that, that doo-doo. Not that he doo-doo. That ain't what I'm saying. Watch your ears. Um. So we saw Naeem Hines score the two receiving touchdowns. We saw Jordan Wilkins go 20 for 89 uh, on the ground in a touchdown uh over a hundred yards total for him. Uh that too, it was just it was game flow. Game like coaches going with the hot hand. And it worked for him. They blew out the Lions. They had the Lions had no shot. Um there is reason for hope. Uh there was word that Philip Rivers mentioned something about Jonathan Taylor having to get healthy and this and that. But he didn't start off the game running the ball well either. So 11 carries, 22 yards, two catches for nine yards. Like, it, it, it was disappointing. Me personally, <laughs> I just traded for Jonathan Taylor. I did a straight-up trade James Robinson for Jonathan Taylor a week ago while uh while James Robinson was on the bye. Uh, it is what it is. Like, that's what you got to do in fantasy football You if you feel like a guy could – be a factor moving forward, you, you you take them. Um, so there we go, Jonathan Taylor. I feel like I feel like every week we're gonna keep on saying just wait for it, just wait for it. How long are we gonna wait? It's week eight, you know. Like, I, I don't know about that situation. Committee, <laughs> it's a committee, dog. The Los Angeles Rams, just when we thought Daryl Henderson was about to run away with his job, just when we thought, just when we thought, Dolphins, uh, not an easy matchup, but it wasn't, uh, extremely hard one either, but it was made hard by the turnovers, uh, by Jared Goff, uh. This is another ugly backfield with three dudes getting touches we thought and and, and at the same token we thought Daryl Henderson would run away with it. We thought cam Akers was left for dead. He came out with nine carries for 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 thirty five yards, and he also uh <clears throat> he also had a catch for nineteen yards, but when you see Henderson eight carries, Malcolm brown. Ten carries, Camp Acres nine carries. There's just no way to go. Your heart tells you to go with the youngest back always when you see something like that. But man, it 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 just don't it just don't work like that, man. And we'll never know. We swear we know, but we don't know. When Sean McVay said before the season that I'm on road with a committee, ain't nobody believed that. And that's exactly what he's doing. 49ers, Jermichael Hasty, Tevin Coleman, Jared McKinnon. None of them did anything great. But it's nonetheless another committee. Jared McKinnon was the pass-catcher running back. Tevin Coleman just coming off the injury. He only had three carries, was efficient with him. But whatever, uh, nothing to to, to be happy about, man. It's just... You gotta, you gotta know with all of these situations at the end of the day, it's, you have to just know what to expect, you have to temper your expectations when you get a good matchup like the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, um, uh, who else is out there, the Houston Texans, uh, the Jaguars, the Jets, obviously, when you get good matchups like that, um Those are the matchups you want to play those running back by committee guys in. You know what I'm saying? That's really the only time they're going to be useful. Now, I've said it for years. I'm still continuing to say it. And I'm going to keep on saying it, especially with his recent play, that Julio is indeed the best wide receiver in football. As a guy who played corner, you know, I played corner in high school, college or whatever. A few little teams after that. As a corner. Julio, I've always looked at it like this. He the last dude I would want to have to cover. Maybe it's because of my frame that I'd rather cover a guy like Antonio Brown. One of those little, but like, the last kind of dudes I want to cover is big, strong, fast, and agile. You Know what I'm saying? That, along with his production, is why I've said Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in the game and over the past few years there's always Julio's always been in the conversation and we've gone through years now like it was Julio Megatron then like Julio and AB then Julio AB Odell and then the newer guys came like Julio DeAndre Hawkins Michael Thomas now um you know and I've always easily just said hey Give me Julio Jones, easy, and 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 that's no, you know, it ain't just me. If you want to argue with me about that, go ahead. But are you gonna argue with the goat Jerry Rice because he feel like Julio Jones best receiver in the game? You gonna argue with Shannon Sharp, Hall of Fame tight end, because he think Julio Jones best wide receiver in the game? You gonna argue with Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame receiver Larry Fitzgerald? Who said to Kyler Murray, This is the best I ever seen when talking about Julio Jones? Go argue with them. <laughs> you can't. However, if I can't have Julio, dog, give me DK Metcalf. I ain't never said this about another receiver beside Julio, man. If I can't have Julio, give me DK Metcalf, dog. It should show you what type of receiver I like. Big, fast, physical strong and agile listen you know you a dog when your teammate go off for 200 yards and three touchdowns Tyler Lockett did that versus the Cardinals and all everybody talking about is you running down a dude after your quarterback threw an interception and you had two catches for 23 in that game that's how you know you a dog Your teammate just went off for 200 receiving yards, and they talking about you chasing the dude down. And then what do you do? You come out the next game, go 12 for 161 and two touchdowns. I said it in the offseason. I I posted a picture of Julio and Metcalf together. They had similar rookie stats. I said, it might be the next one. And he damn sure looking like it. Boy, once he get them intermediate routes on Crispy, he is, he already a problem, dog. And his routes are getting better. But man, it's about to get ugly for DBs. It already is. This, this is, this is like, if Julio on the back end, this is my new guy. This is going to be the guy I shove down y'all throat. (laughs) It's going to be DK Metcalf, dog. If I can't have Julio, give me DK Metcalf. A physical specimen and beast who's continuing to get better and better. All right, people, as we approach as we approach week 9, right? Some of you may be disgruntled and pissed off and and, and sour and disencouraged about your fantasy football teams because of your sorry ass record. Never fear man, this is fantasy football. And guess what? At the end of the day, there's very little that you can control. Once you put your players in the lineup, it's over for you. You've done what you could do on that Sunday. Now the, the in the in the time I've been been involved and been playing fantasy football. I've seen teams start off six and oh and go six and seven dead ass, no lie. And I done seen it on the flip side. You start off oh five oh six and make the playoffs. So, right now, if you three and five, if you two and six, you win this thing, baby. Now, I ain't gonna sugarcoat it for you, dog. If you one and seven, you're oh and eight. Yeah, that probably curtains for you. It probably curtains for you. If you're one and seven, you might mathematically still might be in it. But that might be curtains. But if you're two and six, you're three and five. Hey man, don't, don't do not give up at this point now. One of those two wins you got was probably versus the best team in your league. Stick with it. You never know what's gonna happen. That's my advice to you right now. Also, a lot of fantasy football trade deadlines will be approaching. All right? This is the time to trade for players that are productive. Forget what their name is. Forget what their name is, man. Trade for players that are being productive. James Robinson. Travis Fogum right they're not big names but but are they productive Travis Fogel's had a hell of a five games trade for guys that are being productive trade for guys that are being productive don't give up on your leagues and if you're 6 and 2 you ain't won no championship yet either dog <laughs> Uh, before I get into where we're going to have a little fun with this right now uh I, I you know I was doing my little Instagram scroll and I came across uh nfl.com's Adam Rank. He had a post up of Travis Fulgham, and, and I commented under the post and said this this dude is the best dude in the NFL wearing the number 13. And then it sparked a little conversation. Uh, I mean, you know Keenan Allen is my guy, right? Uh But it sparked up a little conversation because of all the dudes that's wearing number 13 right now, they are all the top ones as receivers. You got Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham, and Michael Thomas, who has yet to play this season since week one. Uh, And then you got Travis Fogum, who's emerging, right? So who is the best number 13 in football right now? So you got Keenan Allen, who right now has 53 catches, 548 yards, three touchdowns. Mike Evans, 30 catches, 373 yards, and a whopping seven touchdowns. You got Odell Beckham, who's done for the season. He ended his year with 23 catches, 319 yards, and three TDs. Then Michael Thomas, you know, hopefully he coming back. And then you got that boy Travis Fogum. Ooh. Twenty nine catches, four hundred thirty five yards, four touchdowns. Now remember, Travis Fogum only got five games and five starts, so he came on. He came on a little later. Um, I'm not gonna get my answer here. <laughs> I ain't gonna get my answer here. But who is the best number thirteen in football? I want to know. I want y'all to help me out. Who is the best number 13 in football right now? Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Travis Fulgham, Odell Beckham, or Michael Thomas? I want to know what you got. Last but not least, you know I always end my show with your waiver wire priority pickups for week nine. Um, I ain't even going to talk about no quarterbacks this week unless you want to get Jake Luton. or (laughs) Jake Luton from Jacksonville, however you pronounce his name. Um... I'll tell a little running backs. I spoke on these guys earlier. Jordan Wilkins, you're going to want to pick him up. You want to monitor throughout the week what's going on with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Zach Moss is available. Zach Moss is available in leagues. Uh, then you got the two Ravens running backs, J.K. Dobbins, and to an even higher extent, Gus Edwards. Uh, he, he's even... Uh, Less he's even more available uh for fantasy leagues. Again, uh keep monitoring the Mark Ingram thing because when when Mark Ingram does come back, he will be in the game. Just to let you know. So Jordan Wilkins, Zach Moss, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, couple of guys you want to pick up. As far as receivers, you got Corey Davis. Uh you got uh Braxton Berrios from the Jets who caught eight passes. Uh, especially if Jamison Crowder's still out. He was a focal point in the past the game. Curtis Samuel is a guy you kind of want to, like uh, Christian McCaffrey been out all these weeks, and now they finally started to, to decide to start using them the way you should use him. The, they lined him up in the backfield. They gave him carries. He had a rushing touchdown, a receiving touchdown. Um, you want to pick him up, uh, for, and, and let me say this. None of these guys I've mentioned so far, you're not breaking the bait for now one of these players. You know what I'm saying? You ain't breaking the bait for now one of these. Uh, for tight end, I would say that the big one of this week will be Jordan Reed, who was successful, very successful. Uh, He looked like his old self when, uh, when George Kittle was out earlier in the season. He's able to be activated off of the IR this week. So if you could get Jordan read at a discount that could be that could potentially uh help you uh help you win some leagues uh if he's going to get that also there's there's no Debo Samuel still so there's a lot of nicked up players on the on the 49ers and they always scheme their tight ends to to do well again like I said you ain't going to break no bank on none of these players but they players worth taking a look at and um those are the guys you're gonna want to pick up this week for week nine. As we get through this thing, it's gonna become more skim. It's gonna be more slim pickings as we get through. Uh you you, you want to uh you, you want to take that into consideration. So uh do your thing with that. Um other than that, man, I hope y'all appreciate the advice from this episode. Get in my exclusive chat, it's still jumping. And until next time, we about this thing. Work, work 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 That's hard work, work That's hard work, work That's hard work, work Yeah work, work.